When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Alibeth Allman Real Estate Mental Performance Podcast, helping you increase your influence and impact by investing into becoming the best version of yourself. It's a great day to be with Team Alibeth. Let's join Keith, Aaron, and Brian with today's episode. Hey, how's it going? Brian Kane here, host of the Team Alibeth Allman Real Estate Mental Performance Podcast. I'm here with Aaron Young Garrett, and today we are wrapping up part six of six, where we're talking about the power of moments by Dan and Chip Heath. We're going to get right into it today. We're talking about moments of connection. Now, if you're just picking us up here on part six, do yourself a favor and go back and check out the first five episodes that we did to make sure that you understand how to create those moments in your life and for your clients to give yourself that best chance for success. We've talked about the acronym EPIC, moments of elevation, moments of pride, moments of insight. And today we're talking about those moments of connection. Aaron, it's good to get connected with you here on the podcast. Thanks for being here today. It's great to see you. Thank you. Yeah, super excited about breaking down you know chapters 10, 11, and 12 and wrapping up our little book mini seminar here on the power of moments. Talk about the importance of moments when it comes to real estate and being successful as an agent. Well, you know, in this first part about the connection, you know, that was really eye-opening because this is um, a key part to, you know, building a connection to your client from an agent's perspective. And you don't have much time to do it. So it's the intensity of the situation that you've got to create that connection and whatever it is that you're bonding over. Um, And in particular, you like, you know, one of the things is, you know, people are moving for another reason. They're not just moving because they decide, oh, let's move. This would be fun. They're usually usually moving because they've got some, it's compounded by some other life-changing event. And, you know, I mean, it, what came out of this was so true about, um, you know, the power, you know, it creates loyalty when you connect with people. Um, it creates a relationship that, you know, at certain points is unbreakable. Mm. And I love how in chapter 10, they talk about this uh, hospital that kind of turned around their performance, right? And they said, you can't deliver a great patient experience without first delivering a great employee experience. And I know here with our podcast, we've got agents listening to this. We also have agent owners of, of groups that are not only an agent themselves, but they're also a leader and they're creating an environment and they're creating that culture in their office. And if we want to have a great customer experience a great client experience, we first have to have a great employee experience. And I think part of that experience is, can you make your office, can you make your team the place where the energy is so good, the connection is so good, the moments are so big that people couldn't imagine working anywhere else? I I completely agree. It's creating, you know, creating an environment where people don't want to go anywhere else. It doesn't make any sense to go anywhere else. It makes sense to stay because they're so happy with what they're receiving. And, you know, what this book has talked about is celebrating some of the little moments because they're much more powerful than just celebrating the big. 
Yeah, and they talked about you know one of the aspects here on, on page 217, if they're going through the book with us, uh, and some of the feedback I've gotten on social media and things, is that if people going through, is they're always like, hey, could you talk more about the pages you're on? Because I actually listen to your podcast <laughs> as I'm looking at the book, which I think is awesome. And they talked about the best performers, and they gave a scale. And it was high passion, low purpose, and then high purpose, low low purpose, right? It was kind of like a, like a four square sort of quadrant. Think about Stephen Covey, like quadrant one, two, three, four. And they said that the, the, the top performers, and I don't think this is like rocket science, but the top performers in any field have high passion, high purpose. And I think when you look at what we do in real estate, we have to constantly come back into, because it's a grind, right? I mean, people take, oh, Major League Baseball is a grind. They play 162 games. Hey, guess what? In real estate, you work 365 days a year. Like, it's a grind. It doesn't stop, right? So pauses at times, like when you sleep or you have other commitments that you take that you take and choose to go into. But even when you're at those other commitments, guess what? If someone calls and says, hey, I'm looking to list my house, you're going to probably walk out of what you're doing and call them. So it doesn't stop. It's a job where you're on a lot, if not all the time. So tapping into that high purpose, that high passion. Why do you do what you do? And what do you love about what you do? And reminding yourself how much you love working with people. Remind yourself how much you love helping people create that family ideal living space and how much you love people through transition. Like you've mentioned, the times of difficulty. Most of the times when people move, there's something going on chaos. How can you ease that and help people get back on their feet to where they want to go? Not always, but a lot of times that's what we're dealing with, right? So if you as an agent, coming out of this chapter, can write down, tap into, and consistently remind yourself of why you are passionate about the real estate game and why it, your purpose, what your purpose is with what you're doing, you're going to be a much high, high epic performer. You know, and also in this industry, the, the at times it can get, for an agent's perspective, you're sort of, you know, there's times where it can be boring you know, even though, you know, the, it's interesting that no deal's the same and you constantly have a deal going, but, you know, sometimes it's, it's not the, the, the deal is not some mind boggling, you know, you're not, it's, you're not rocket science here. You're not having to like, there's a little bit of thinking outside the box with negotiations, but at other times, and that's what I always tell people is think about, you know, connect with your client. Like, why do you think this client chose you? Why, you know, cause I'm sure they know a lot of real estate agents, you know, so why do you think they chose you? Where are you relating to that client on a personal level that makes you invaluable to them? Yeah. And, you know, if we move into chapter 11, they, they talk about the three ways to build connection, right? And then chapter 11, they talk about deepening ties. And mm -hmm. it's interesting is that, you know, as, as somebody who's passionate about real estate and someone who's always kind of looking, like I, I shared off the air, a joke about a realtor who I work with, who every time a property comes on, uh, available in this golf course community that I'm, that I got my eye on, um, he's like, sets the countdown. He goes, Hey man, it took you longer than 12 hours to reach out to me to see if we could go look at this, what's going on. Right. And it's kind of joking and all that, but I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, we look at a lot of places, but what is it that I really want? And I think one of the things that could help with this process is if he sat down and said, Hey, tell me, tell me what you really want. Right? Like in the book, they talk about an education and how they, a school system and how these teachers went to do home visits. And instead of going in with the home visits with the paperwork and saying, here's what we're going to do. Boom, boom, boom. They went in and simply said, well, tell us about your educational experience. 
They went in and said, tell us what you want for your kid's ex educational experience. And I was just thought, well, his real estate agent, if he sat down with like a, like a notepad or a checklist and said, what is Brian Kane looking for? He's looking for a golf simulator. He's looking for a four car garage that one can be turned into a gym. He's looking for four bedrooms with en suites. He's looking for something with views, right? He's looking for something that has an office that's away from the bedroom. So he doesn't hear his daughter screaming in the background when he's doing podcast recordings, like all those little things that we're looking for. Then maybe, you know, he can then be ahead of the game and go, hey, Kanner, we found this. Boom, boom, boom. What do you think? So I just think that would kind of deepen the tie when you ask those questions. So what are some things, Aaron, that you you find help you deepen tie with your your clients to enhance that connection? Well, I think that's, you know, learning about listening to what what matters to the client, mm. you know, and and that's something that they also spoke about in the book is not just what matters, but what matters to you. And understanding their why is, you know, is something that really, you know, sometimes, especially in Dallas, you know, Dallas can be a very transitional city for a lot of people because there's a lot of corporate headquarters here and they always get transferred in here. And then a lot of times they now these days they end up staying. But a lot of times this is not, you know, where people choose. It's not their first place to be transferred. And so, you know, coming to, you know, understand not necessarily one side of it. Why did they take that job? But second, you know, how is this going to work in the relationship? And, you know, why, why did you all decide this is what was best for your family? So, you know, understanding what people's why are is a, is a big way to connect with people. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We talk a lot about like the, the real estate agent to the, to the client relationship. Let's think even maybe ever from a management to a, to a real estate agent, because we've got managers listening to this, right? Uh, brokerage owners or, or, or firm owners that are, they're building their team. Right. And mm -hmm. they said here, they said seven, seven questions that will help you or six questions that will help you build connection. We're looking at page 234 for those of you following us. And it says, number one, do I know what is expected of me every day at work? Number two, do I have the materials or the equipment I need to do my job right? Three, do I have the opportunity to do what I do best every day? Four, in the last seven days, have I received recognition or praise for good work I've done? Five, does my supervisor or someone at work seem to care about me as a person? And six, is there someone at work who encourages my development? And they talk about how all of those help with validation and caring and connection. So I think those are our six questions that we want to kind of ask ourselves as leaders. Cause even as I'm reading those right now on the podcast, I think about members of my team and I'm like, I'm not intentional as a, as a leader of going through those six. And I probably should be because I want my team to know what's expected. I want them to have the tools that they need to succeed. I want them to have the opportunity to do their best work every day. I want them to receive recognition for, for good work instead of, instead of the old coach's analogy that we have, like, well, the good work, that's what you're supposed to do, you know? And like, no, we'll recognize them for that because rewarded behavior is repeated behavior. Does my supervisor or someone seem to care about me as a person? Well, we get going fast and it's intense and I'm demanding. So I don't always share how much I care or just check in as a human. It's always like, what's the next thing we got to do? Boom, boom, boom. And then is there someone who encourages my development? What are we focused on from a development standpoint with our team? And I think about just how much I've developed since we've gone through this book on the podcast and thinking more about making moments and the importance of those I need to share this book with all the members of my team to say, hey, I, I want you to go through this because I know what it's done for me. And if, that can, if we can do the same thing for all of us, we're going to become that much better. I agree. And what it talks about that validation and caring in particular, those are, those are key parts. And, you know, actually just before we started this podcast, I, you know, had been thinking about one of our agents that I hadn't reached out. I like to reach out on people's birthdays and I'm trying to reach out on people's anniversaries and do things, you know, or somebody I haven't heard from in a long time, just sort of check in and say, Hey, how's it going? 
And I happened to reach out to an, an agent and she texted back and said, I can't believe you just checked in. I'm actually mentally in a really bad place right now, hmm. you know, and you know, my next text was, I'm so sorry to hear this. What can I do to help? And just like she said, actually just seeing your name pop up on my phone made all the difference in the world. And like, what a simple thing for me to do, you know, I, I couldn't stop and call her because we had our call and you know, I'll check in with her a little bit later, but just such a, a little thing, but the loyalty it will build. And that wasn't the purpose of me doing that. That was, I care, uh, but it just makes such a, it's a little thing. It was easy. It took me less than three seconds and it meant a lot more to her. And because you had a system mm-hmm. where you were intentional about moments, it was a birthday you're reaching out on. Is that right? Yes. And because you have a system around the birthday, you reached out and you just deepened the tie. Exactly. And I I think that takes us to chapter 12 here, where where they summarize the book and talking about making moments matter. And the cool part about this book was they shared examples of moments, but they also gave you a framework and a process for making moments matter. And the acronym that I took away from this book is EPIC. And is it a moment of elevation, one that rises above most days? is a moment of pride where you recognize someone for the work that they've done well and there's that moment of being proud. Is it a moment of insight where they learn something about themselves? Or is it a moment of connection where they deepen a tie and build more connection uh, with someone as a team member or an organization that, that enhances that bond and makes that moment greater? And they give a countless examples of like MIT, the school. And when yeah. you get accepted, right? They don't just send you an email that says, congratulations, you've been accepted to MIT. They send you a tube that you open up that's got confetti in it and it's got uh, a refrigerator magnet. It's probably got the car sticker. We all remember those, poster, right? Those of yeah. us that are that are probably 40 plus, we had the car sticker on the back, you know? Um, and then they had the, the acceptance letter in there. So it was like an event, right? And if you think about opening up that tube, the excitement about that, or the, the, they shared the example of the, the, the bow on the door, you mm-hmm. know, or... Uh, just reaching out like you talked about on a birthday or this this yes prep, the school, their signing day, like they do for athletics, but now they do it for their academics to give kids that moment of of elevation. It's different. I'm signing my letter of intent, announcing where I'm going to school. And then the kids that are in fifth or sixth grade that don't have anyone in their family that went to college said, and they're sitting there watching going, I want to do that. And right. now that gives them that kind of pride that I want to be the one going across the stage, mm-hmm. right? It also gets a connection if there's people that like have gone to that school in the audience or are going to that school, they get together afterwards and kind of talk about the school and the whole thing. So because of that one event that was intentionally created at Yes Preps, they've created moments that change the world for those people in that in that moment. And so- they've also they've also given it purpose. And like in the example, backtracking a little bit with the lifeguards, there was four lifeguards that read, hey, these sort of skill sets will benefit you personally in the long time in the future. And then they gave four other lifeguards and said, hey, here's examples of how someone saved somebody's life. The the four that read the the examples of saving somebody's life gave them so much more purpose and they were more passionate about their job. Mm. You know, and when I think about a real estate agent is if you can get the bigger picture of why the move and what's really you know, what's really behind it all? What's what's the long-term goal from that? You know, then you'll figure out more about the why and it will give you more of a, a purpose in what you're doing to help them. And you'll be more passionate about it too. Yeah, it's so good. So good. And then on page 261, right? And this is, this is uh, something I underlined and, and starred multiple times. 
as I read a book, I kind of underline and write in the margins and allows me to kind of go, allows me to go back through the book a little bit quicker and kind of take away the nuggets. Maybe you had the same thing underlined. It said, what would you do if you knew you wouldn't lift until you were 40? Mm -hmm. And kind of press pause. Right. And it's like, we, we, I have this conversation a lot with, with people about like the retirement and I'm going to, when I, when I, right. I call it the disease of when I, when I retire, when I have a kid, when I own my own company, when I uh -huh. fill in the blank and we think that life's going to change when we get there instead of like the little, no, no whether change one eye to weather eye, whether I boom, I'm going to do this. And we talk about the little mini vacations, a little mini retirement. So like identify if you weren't going to live until you were 40 or in our case, right? If we weren't going to live until yeah. we were 50, what would we do? And why are we not doing that? What You're would right. we do? And how do we make those? Cause, cause you know what you would be doing? You'd be making moments. Mm -hmm. so let's identify what we would do if we weren't to make it to that next zero in our birthday and then identify what we would do. And then let's try to do one of those in the next six months to a year. And if you can do that, I think you're building those moments. And uh, Jesse Itzler, uh, who's a part owner of the Atlanta Hawks, married to Sarah Blakely, who owns Spanx. Yes. You know, one of the things he talks about is on your calendar, every year you need to have, um, a, every quarter you need to have like a, like a mini, a mini vacation slash mini re retirement, something that you do with your family. Right. So he has, he says you have something to look forward to every 90 days. And my wife and I used to call them 90 day getaways. And then the pandemic hit and then people weren't traveling as much. So now we have a kid. So, but I got to get back. I need to write this down right now. My whiteboard here is 90 day getaway and get back to on the calendar every 90 days. What are we doing to make those moments? And then when you're at that moment, before you get home, you schedule the next one. Mm -hmm. We build in those 90 day getaways as moments <clears throat> to build that connection, you know, and make sure we have the thing we're looking forward to because, you know, hope is a powerful thing. And when people lose sight of where they're going, right, without a vision, people will perish. So we have to have that vision of what's the next moment that I'm creating and I'm building in my life. So awesome book, Aaron, any parting thoughts from you? And this was, this was an amazing book and definitely, you know, made some, made me personally think about some things, both from an agent perspective, and then, you know, from a management perspective, about how to make things more special with regards to, um, you know, how we make people feel and creating, taking some little moments and making them bigger celebrations. Yeah. Just everyday things, right? Like I had a team everyday member of mine things. who's been here for a year. What I do for his anniversary, nothing. Right. So I need to, I need to, I need to do better with Jeff, actually find out the day that we hired him and then one year celebrate that. Now we can celebrate a little postpartum right after the fact we'll do that for sure. But those little moments, like you're talking about, it starts with your system. Mm -hmm. So when you sell a house, get it on your Google calendar to repeat every year, every year, just reach out to that person and say, Hey, it's your first year anniversary. How's it going? And that little moment of connection, I can guarantee you based off of no evidence other than what I think here. So take it for what it's worth, but I can guarantee you that if you put all the trans, all the real estate transactions you have on your calendar or the one year anniversary, and you reach out to people on that one year anniversary, you're going to get a repeat business customer simply because of that strategy. And if that's all you got out of listening to these six podcasts, that's all you get out of listening to this book is being a little bit more systematic with those moments that you put on your calendar to be able to reach out to people like you did with your birthday. Mm -hmm. That can, that can change your business and that can change your career. 100%. Aaron, it's been a yeah. pleasure. Team Allie Beth Allman Mental Performance Podcast, breaking down the power of moments. If you haven't checked it out yet, let's do it. Let's get in the game. Better to be a participant than a fan. Get in the game, check it out, and let's dominate the day. Aaron, thanks for being here.
I appreciate you. Thank you.